Uh, hey, hey, David. Yeah, what's up, buddy? How's it going? I have some very bad news. What? It's what? Did am I? Are you sick? Donald Trump. They are the president of the United States. Uh, you know, our uh, commander in chief. The very same has tested positive. For, for the Wuhan virus. Oh no! <laughs> not the not the Chinese virus. <laughs> oh wait, is that what he has? I think they're the same thing. Are they not? Oh, I don't know. I Are you guys they're... talking about the guy from Home Alone Two, the rich guy? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's Macaulay Culkin. I don't oh understand yeah, that reference. <laughs> wait, Daniel Macaulay Stern? Culkin's got the virus. Macaulay Culkin. Has the coronavirus. <laughs> Macaulay Culkin is the coronavirus. Whoa. <laughs> Coming to theaters this fall. <laughs> ah! And you slap your fucking cheeks and stuff. Uh, you guys hear that guy died? Uh, the, lo- the law firm guy? Uh, the, uh, the Lord? <laughs> Did you hear the Lord died? No, he's a goddamn dude. Hey, Trump warned us that Biden would be bad for God. He did say that. <laughs> Donald, the guy from Home Alone 2. I have some bad news, David Citrick. Yeah. Joseph Robinette Biden mm-hmm. has killed God. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, one of all the Abrahamic religions. Oh, but the like uh, Allah is still okay, right? That's one of the Abrahamic religions. Oh, is it? Oh, right. well, now I feel stupid. <laughs> Did they ever address that in uh, Schoolhouse Rock? What a law is. <laughs> I know they talk about a bill a lot. <laughs> they talk about how a bill becomes a law, but then oh, they man, don't say what happens wait. next. Wait, oh, God, bill became a law? They've snuck Sharia law into the Congress. Here's the story of how a bill becomes Allah. <laughs> you guys, it's late night. David hates David. Uh, this has been the intro. <laughs> start it up. <laughs> My goodness, ladies and gentlemen, boys and weirdos. You you do the intro. I'm doing this part. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and and gents and everything uh, in between or none of the above. uh, Welcome to David Hates David. I'm David Citrick. I'm David Twidey. This is DHD After Dark. (laughs) It is. uh, This is. They well, I mean, it's not the first one we've done after dark. Most of our early episodes were done uh, well after sunset. But that's uh, true. But like, I, like since the pandemic started, I think we've recorded basically. Hold on, wait a minute. You, there's a pandemic. God damn it. <laughs> okay, wait. We should introduce our guest. All right, Jesus into- Christ. Also, Patrick Hasty is here. Yeah, baby. What's up, uh, from fuckers uh, from the Nostalgic Front podcast, <laughs> local New York treasure, Patrick Hasty. Hey, how's it? Keep it crispy everybody i love it i love what you guys are doing here you and the hardwick on the nerds network it's great yeah uh, I'm, really, I'm a really big fan of what you've done here chris hardwick yeah you have mike, a podcast? mike tom it's great to be who, here and eat some snacks let's who, do who among us does not enjoy our burrito <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, man. Yeah. yeah, but like since the since is the, the start of the... quarantine, I feel like we have pretty much exclusively recorded podcasts at six o'clock p.m. 
So, it's like it's six to eight, yeah. For yeah. Sure. So this is a very different vibe. It's uh, true. It I'm, is late. I'm on my third beer. Whoa. It's it's Friday night. I had a few. I'm drinking a limerita. I'm not taking chances with any Ooh. of those other flavors anymore. I had, I think I had a strawberita on this podcast a couple sure. weeks ago, and that was dog shit. You're just working your way through all the burritas, huh? He's he's stacking them next to the almonds. They're yeah, very. It's very unsettling. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm making them twin wizard staffs, and whichever <laughs> one hits um, the ceiling first decides what my personality is going to be like going forward. Very important question because I have no idea: Is the Nerdist podcast still going on? Uh <laughs> yeah, I think so. Is it? I think it's called. They haven't found else. anything better to do yet. <laughs> Well, I don't know, but uh, Chris is doing some stuff with some ladies. I don't know if you heard about that. I mean, well, yeah. I mean, uh, I think you know, it's, it's still, still, he's just doing Fifty Shades of Grey shit. Like, there's nothing, uh, you know, it's just, hey, we're not here to kink shame. God, I no, really, no. I really don't want to start the show talking about this. <laughs> talking about what? You don't like Hardwick? He's my boy. He's my uncle. <laughs> he's, I tell you? He's, he's your favorite. Him and we, 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 for dinner. We talked about this. Uh, we talked about this on, I think, the Ben Katzner episode. But there was a guy that I that I used to know uh, who like. Uh, I love that song, by the way. <laughs> it's like, yeah, <laughs> I just wanted to tell you about this Gautier song. Uh, I think I made the Gautier reference in that episode. I think and I, was, and I was shamed for it. I think that's true because the if, when I get a story down, I tell it the same way every time. Maybe <laughs> uh, word economy. But uh, but there was a guy that I went to high school with who like kept sending me messages over the course of like the past several years since I started doing stand up being like, I'm thinking about starting stand up. And then he like told me who his favorite comedians are. And then like and like 100 percent of them have been me too in the last couple of years. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was like Chris D'Elia, Chris Hardwick. Uh, uh, fuck. Uh, Owen Brian, Ka- Brian Callen was his favorite oh, comedian. <laughs> I've had a lot of those messages from people who are just like, man, I fucking love Owen Benjamin. He's so good. Uh, you got to come do shows with him. And I'm like, I don't know if you know what that guy's up to, man. Do they think they're talking about H. John Benjamin? <laughs> Probably. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> like he plays keyboards or something or other. <laughs> yeah, I liked his jazz piano album. They think it's the same guy. And they're like, he's got weird politics. They're all over the place. Did yeah. John Benjamin put out a jazz piano album? Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, it's, called, it's called H. John Benjamin Jazz Daredevil, and he like hired a like an actual jazz quartet or whatever, and then he plays piano, having no idea how to play yeah. piano, and he did a whole album of that. It's so fun. They play like jazz standards, and he's just like jumping in wherever he thinks he can. I have loved everything John Benjamin has done since I think I was in like fifth grade. Yeah. I was like it. I was in when I was in sixth grade. I went to this like. Uh, this like uh, academic uh, week long uh, summer camp sort of thing. Is that uh, week spelled W E A K? Yeah. Oh, at one week long camp. Um, but a week Leland long. No. Um, but uh, the uh, the Monday night of that camp. Uh, for some reason, there were like a bunch of. This was all in my hometown at the local college, and there was. It was like I think I was like the only not white trash kid there because like everybody demanded to put on Monday Night Raw on the community <laughs> TV, and I changed the channel halfway through to watch Doctor Cat's Professional Therapist, <laughs> and I've never been more close to getting my ass kicked in my entire life. Wait, you didn't get your ass kicked? I did not. I did have to talk to an RA though. Oh my god! Sure, sure, yeah. I, I loved 
I can't imagine like a funnier thing for you to change. <laughs> like maybe Frasier. Yeah, right. <laughs> a Frasier with the commentary yeah, yeah. track on. That's just probably- like just Dilbert the cartoon. <laughs> yeah. This is also like how old were you at this point? I was in sixth grade. It was the summer between my fifth and sixth grade year. Oh, so this was, so we're talking about like late nineties here. Like uh, uh, this is probably this is nineteen ninety. I was eleven, so ninety-seven. Okay. All right. So this is before it was the most popular show on television, I think. This was like this was at the beginning of the Stone Cold era. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man. Yeah, the, they should have killed you, honestly. Yeah, <laughs> suplex you till you're dead. Like, I don't think that that would have been right for them to do, but I do, like, I would have been like, yeah, that is the, what yeah. happens, like the, the Chris Rock thing is like, but I understand. Yeah. <laughs> right. But like, hey, put that weak long guy in a fucking Boston crab. his <laughs> Right, they've just been getting ideas for terrible things to do to you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Did you guys do that? You guys wrestle all the time oh, in yeah. that era? Oh, oh, dude. I, well, I mean, and the thing was, like, I was super into wrestling during the Hulk Hogan era, but then it got like, I once Stone Cold got there, I, I was wasn't like, racist enough. I don't yeah, like Yeah, this. yeah, yeah. You're like, I can't imagine this guy saying the N word kind of a this, lot of times on recording. <laughs> this guy doesn't have a fun song about being a real American. Yeah. That's true. You see Stone Cold walk out, you're like, I bet this guy never fucks Bubba the Love Sponge's wife. Also, I was nine, the exact demographic that Hulk Hogan was supposed to appeal to. Mm-hmm. Have you have you guys ever heard Hulk Hogan's uh, album? Uh, uh, hang on a second. Is that, where, Macho Man's. is that the one where he does common people? wow that is legitimately a very good idea yeah Um, uh you know it might be i know i don't know about i want to live like i want to live like common people brother (laughs) i want to do what common people do brother he he had okay so he had an album that was called hulk hogan and the wrestling boot band love it like that was the the artist and then the album was called hulk rules uh but the (laughs) The closing track is called Hulkster in Heaven, and the premise of it is that, like, there's, like, a Make-A-Wish kid that Hulk Hogan, like, met who then died of cancer, and then the song <laughs> is like, well, when I die, we can hang out. Yeah, yeah, that's great. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, when the Hulkster gets to heaven, then we'll be together again. And it's it's very sweet, but also really, really funny. <laughs> I like that because that's like on uh so at around the same era, Macho Man put out like a rap album. Oh yeah, no, that yeah. was significantly like, later. That was, was like, it? that was like oh, okay. ten years later. Okay. But yeah, be a man. Yeah, be a man, Hulk. Uh but he also had a hidden track on there that was Macho Man doing Tears in Heaven, like his own <laughs> version. <laughs> I guess it's like Miss Elizabeth or something. He's like, Would you Would know I know <laughs> If I saw you in heaven, brother. <laughs> My yeah, no, like, that was the, that album. Like, uh, not every song was about wanting to fight Hulk Hogan, but like, but like three or four were. Yeah, so yeah, it was like if you remember the album "I Get Wet" by Andrew WK. <laughs> not every song was about partying, but like it was a significant <laughs> enough theme. Fighting Hulk Hogan is uh, the partying of Macho Man Randy Savage's yeah, album. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, the uh, the deepest thing that imprinted on me about that era of wrestling, besides uh, the Hulk Hogan "I Am a Real American" song, is the fact that um, my mother was vocally sexually attracted to both the Ultimate Warrior <laughs> and and Brutus the Barber Beefcake. Ooh, <laughs> um, 
this is... <laughs> I've met your mom. That yeah, really... yeah. <laughs> uh, Brutus walks on and she's like, holy fuck, David, close your eyes. Cat <laughs> Barbadoro has a thing about how, like, if you want to fuck, the, like, if you're sexually attracted to The Rock, you, like, you just want to fuck a car. Like, he's not, like, <laughs> this is not even a part. And, and Ultimate Warrior was like that, too, where it's like, yeah, yeah. he was so fucking jacked, he couldn't move. Like, he yeah. was the worst wrestler ever because he could barely get around because it's just like unnecessary <laughs> muscles piled yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. Like 90% neck. <laughs> it's so weird to me that like wrestling held on. I don't judge it. I just didn't know that wrestling was holding on. So like a couple years ago when I found out that like every fucking guy I knew was still <laughs> hardcore watching it every week, I was like, "What? Really? Okay. Yeah. Cool." You no, know? that was the, that was the thing for me when like I stopped watching in the year 2006 give or take because sure. um the there was a they introduced I was 6 I was like uh 17 or 18. So it was probably like 2005. Yeah. Um but, uh, and I was like at a point in my life where I was like, it would probably be cool to like kiss a lady. Uh, yeah. but, but also Finger. they, also they introduced a character named the boogeyman whose Ooh. catchphrase was I'm the boogeyman and I'm coming to get you. <laughs> and he wore head to toe red and black, like body paint. And he, uh, uh, he would smash a clock over his head on his way to the ring, like an alarm clock. Yeah. And then when he won matches, he would eat worms and then make the worms fall out of his mouth onto his opponent. <laughs> and that's I what was, got like, you out? I feel like that's what's bringing my ass back. I mean, it was pretty cool. But I was like, I can't explain this to anybody <laughs> anymore. I'm a teenager. Yeah. Uh, and then like, I moved to Brooklyn in 2016 and every comedian I know is a wrestling fan. So yeah. I got back into it and i probably watch more now than i ever have at any point in my life <laughs> that rules. I, was, I was gonna ask was the thing that brought you back uh the fact that patrice o'neill started writing for them i know how big a fan you are truth <laughs> telling sensibilities uh you guys know patrice oh i call him by his first name when i talk to him. <laughs> i call him o'neill it's very confusing yeah 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 no, it was, uh, just, it was just living with Ross Parsons. Sure. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was just such a surprise to me that wrestling, like, was a thing that everybody loved. Because uh, all of my experience with it, I, I watched it in passing because of that WCW era, 100%. But, like, the Nintendo 64 game, the oh, WCW sure. yeah, NWO yeah. Revenge, yep. I knew all about it. So, like, to this day when people are like, oh, we're going to watch wrestling this weekend. I'm like, oh, what? I bet it's Sting versus Goldberg, right? Like, it's yeah. just those. It's never progressed. It's just them. Yeah. Well, Goldberg is, like, won the championship as recently as a couple years ago. He's, like, right. 50. But he pinned <laughs> Brock Lesnar a couple times, I believe. Uh wrestling guys come on did you ever wrestle in school do you ever do that kind of thing i did when i was in like fourth grade when i first became a fan of pro wrestling yeah. and i don't think i got a takedown the entire year but i was really good at escapes what yeah. a bait switch when they're like oh you like wrestling you like hulk hogan well come fucking roll around with yeah. dude oh i thought i was gonna get to put someone in the sharpshooter yeah yeah do a hurricane runoff <laughs> The the only sport I played in high school was junior varsity golf. <laughs> I love it. JV, you had a JV golf team. Yeah, yeah. just him. We had we had three golf teams. We had the varsity, we had the JV, and we had the freshman team. Oh fuck okay. those guys! Yeah, the freshman team. Goddamn. Yeah. 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 Uh, I hope do you guys you jump their belongings? Oh yeah. We okay. Get, yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah. 
cool, just cool. only the F word though. Mm, yeah. I mean, I'm going to say the P word, the C word. I'm going to get them all out before we're done. Penis? But What's that? Penis? I can't hear you. It keeps getting bleeped in my ears. <laughs> you're, a good, you're a good producer there, Citric. <laughs> <laughs> no one got, has ever accused him of that before. I got, hey. Kidding, you do a great job, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's fun to have friends and joke around. Yeah, <laughs> comedy. It's like a conversation piece. Uh, what'd you guys do today? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for uh, hosting this. Because I uh, I honestly had a pretty wild day. <laughs> yeah. Oh, walk me through it. Come on, you get up. What time is it? You stayed up late. I know that. <laughs> yeah, I stayed up very late. I uh, after yeah. we we were playing we're, poker together last we're, night. We're uh, recording. We're recording this on the day that Donald Trump has been sent has has taken residence in Walter Reed uh, yeah. for his uh, deep seated infection of with the coronavirus the novel coronavirus he's he's infected like never before and they're yeah. saying it very strongly people are uh, saying it more and more <laughs> whoa but, you guys are rhyming now uh but <laughs> yeah we well, the thing about us Pat, do you, Pat, do you just want to host us, the show from now on <laughs> One of us always always tells the truth. You got to (laughs) figure out which is which. Have you guys been doing, this is a sidebar. Have you guys been doing a lot of, we'll get back to your day, Twitey. Have you guys been doing a bunch of Zoom comedy shows? Absolutely (laughs) not. Have you? Uh, I, I fall into them. And uh, they're, it's weird because they're always in like they're always in like Arizona at 9 p.m., which means it's like fucking two in the morning. here. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And uh, and so uh, I do them. And I hated them. I was so bad because that's not at all going to help my comedy. But then I found out that if I just interview whoever the fuck is on there, like it's a like it's a podcast or something that I have a blast. Yeah. That's, and so I now mean, I just take control. That's all those, like, that's all, every yeah. every Zoom comedy show is just a podcast. 100 percent. It should be. That's it should what be. They are. It is 100 percent just a live podcast. But then you see like some like, uh, I don't know, like a uh, soulless maniac. That's just like. So anyways, I was walking to the park the other day. You ever go to the park and you're uh, walking out, you see a tree and you're like trees. Wow, they're made of <laughs> fucking paper or whatever. And you're like, what? It's just those observational bits where you're like, trees are made of paper. Yeah, yeah. I didn't work it out, guys. See, I'm not a Zoom comedy guy. This shit is wild. Now, Twitty, what happened? Now you wake up early, and then well, so like a little bit of backstory for for all the folks at home. We were we were all playing poker together on Zoom last night, Mm -hmm. legally playing on playing on the Donk House. Uh, um, official sponsor of the David Hates David podcast. I don't yeah. think you're allowed to say that if it's not true, but we do like the good fuck? website. Uh, <laughs> say I'm, whatever the god do. I'm the, I'm the vice president of the USA right now. I can say what I want. I took home redacted amount of dollars from Donk House last night. So yeah, I, yeah. Think, I think uh, they are officially a sponsor. But anyway, while we were uh, playing poker on Zoom, something very interesting happened, which was that Donald Trump Trump tweeted that he had been infected with the coronavirus. And so then we basically just like poker turned into like workshopping our tweets. Oh. <laughs> it blew like, my mind. I'll never forget that. It was so fun. Yeah. yeah. But, but during that, like my first reaction to like I tweeted a couple jokes about it. But the first one that I love, I, I love but the first thing that came out of anyone's mouth was like Jake walking away from the table. Jake yeah. Flores walking away from the table to be like, this is prime internet time. I got to yeah. go. I gotta go. I gotta go. Yeah. 
But so I tweeted at 1.14 a.m. last night, say what you will about Donald Trump as a person, but he is our president. And I think I speak for everyone when I say that it would be insanely funny if he died of the coronavirus. (laughs) (laughs) And then, and which uh, is an opinion that I stand by. Uh, And then that uh, got picked up by City Pages, which is the Twin Cities uh, alternative weekly magazine. Uh, ran an article that was just like, here are the best burns on Donald Trump <laughs> having the coronavirus. So are, you then, saying, are you saying you getting yelled at is Jay Bowler's fault? <laughs> it is. Like, yes, absolutely it is. <laughs> like, he didn't write the article. I, wa- I want to uh, shout out the the uh, author because she's getting death threats now. Oh, no. <laughs> but... but hey, you like, shouldn't get death threats just because you post other people's death threats. That's yeah. not fucking fair. Uh, but, um, so then this article got picked up by like a local Fox news affiliate that I like local magazine, uh, local magazine, uh, like wishes death on Donald Trump or whatever. And my tweet got quoted in the Fox news. <laughs> Buddy, you're never going to get to do red eye now. What are you doing? <laughs> oh, you'll never work with Greg Gutfield again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's one but- of our best Gutfields. <laughs> <laughs> he's probably, he's probably both the best and worst Gutfeld. That I'm currently aware. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, so this like all sort of happened overnight. And then this morning, like this thing like keeps spreading and I'm getting yelled at a lot on Twitter. And all these people keep like people are reporting me. This was my favorite part of what happened was I uh, like I someone had replied to the tweet. And then there's a reply to that reply from this guy, uh, Eric Carmen. Not Eric Cartman. Okay, yeah. No, no. From that '70s show, <laughs> or whatever television program. Yeah, that's the show. That's the show the character Cartman is from. That '70s. <laughs> I don't know. I don't watch a lot of movies anyway. So this guy Eric Carmen, he just replied, reported to the tweet. And then I was like, this guy has a blue check mark and a lot of followers. What is his deal? And I looked him up and he is the former lead singer of the band The Raspberries. Uh-huh. Uh, who uh, he 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 wrote and recorded such songs as Hungry Eyes from the Dirty Dancing. <laughs> oh god. That Eric Carmen? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, not the one from uh that 80s show. Yeah. Starring uh, Dennis from <laughs> uh It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Was he on that 80s show? Yeah, he was, man. Oh I man, I don't remember that shit a lot. Uh I I, I just looked I think... at your Twitter and your sheesh. I didn't even say that I hope Trump dies. I just said it would be funny. The underneath it, if I want to click on that, there's a there's like a warning that says additional applies include uh, may contain offensive content. Uh, one of my well, one of my favorite things about this is like all these people want to get take me- a break, Cedric. <laughs> wow, I'm editing you both out of this episode. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead, Cedric. I got shamed. Oh no, I was gonna. 
<laughs> I was just looking through your quote tweets. Oh yeah, the people that quote tweeted uh, this, and uh, some of that like Reagan Bush nineteen eighty four. I would report this turd to his employer, but mom's basement is not a job. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> Uh, which okay you could report me to my mom i guess uh, like that'd be so funny my mom gets a text in the middle of the night like what the fuck I, patrick I, tweeted what i don't even understand what this one is about someone uh named jess says this is like one of those cartoon traps with the box and the stick and the bait underneath the box is a big fat racist orange man i don't know if she's yelling at you or if the wait well, yeah what does that mean i don't know it's so confusing <laughs> Also, nobody like comedians. I feel like we try to like spell correctly on Twitter, but like most people don't. Mm -hmm. And so like you get replies to your tweets, even when they're like not like horrific. They're just like people trying to be like nice. And you're like, you fucked up eight words in this. Like, Dude, how did you I've it? had I've had more than one person in the past few hours call me a piece of shit, but they spelled peace as the opposite of yeah. war. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, that maybe they're making a statement, you think? Uh, yeah. Right. Ah, the piece of shit. Yeah. That would be a great like name for a Dadaist. Like, yeah, yeah. Eric Carmen's new band, Piece of Shit. Piece of Shit, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I like that song from uh, Dirty Dancing. I think Hungry Eyes. Great oh, song. Yeah. Talented guy. It's just a shame that he loves Donald Yeah. Trump. I like Mar Richard Marks is one of those guys that like he's like on Twitter and he fucking hates Trump and like yells at people yeah, yeah. about it. And I think that kicks ass, you know? I, I also missed, you got some good, solid advice in these replies. Uh, Claudia hyphen me uh, uh -huh. says, it's never okay to wish harm on anyone else. If you do, you're actually inviting that bad energy back into your life ten, tenfold. But, okay, Karma but... doesn't discriminate in that regard. What you reap, you will eventually sow, always. <laughs> Is so spelled S-O? <laughs> To my, to my very low IQ haters, it might seem like I am wishing harm on Donald Trump in this tweet. I at no point if you read the tweet, at no point do I say even that it would be good if he got the coronavirus. I just say that it would be funny or if he died of the coronavirus. I just think it's funny, which is I think I like humor is subjective. Thank you. But I think that there are a lot of components in there that I could point to and be like, here is why it would be funny if he died of the coronavirus. Yeah. Did and you, then, did you, sorry, did you see what uh, Rachel Maddow tweeted? Yeah. She said that God bless Benito Mussolini. And <laughs> she said, uh, used to be a guide for the CIA, hooray for Havana. Yeah. I, I still think, like, pray for them and every fascist war criminal who's been shot with a submachine gun and then hung upside down from a metal girder. I, I still think Matt Chrisman had my favorite tweet about the entire thing, uh, which was just this morning. Uh, he had a tweet that just said, good morning, the Sunday morning. <laughs> <laughs> That's really good. <laughs> Uh, this has been tweet read. Uh, well, yeah, it is a significant part of this podcast. The, I mean, I'm on board. It's my favorite thing. goddamn game. It, this is Twitter Christmas. You can't not engage with it. Yeah, it is. It, it absolutely is. I, like uh, uh, Benji Himmelfarb earlier tweeted, uh, "All of the people who said that Trump is going to be good for comedy were wrong until today." <laughs> <laughs> I like that.
But I just, I really like it when I get something that gets a lot of people just jumping into my mentions because like, I mean, at first it's a little overwhelming, but I like try to take some time and settle in and be like, all right, I have to make sure that I do not engage with any one of these people on the same like wavelength that they're <laughs> yeah, engaging yeah, with yeah. me. That's you know so what I mean? Good. Like you, you have to like, you have to subvert their position by like doing something <laughs> that they're not expecting you to. That's which... such a healthy way to deal with the internet. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, I'm not even be- like, I'm being very <laughs> sincere about that. <laughs> Nobody ever, I don't have anything like horrible that we're like, like if I get lucky where something gets like a little uh, traction, like a little viral, it's always too. Po- it's always positive. And if anybody is like, we love it, they're always like the most centrist fuck. Even if it's not political, it's like people who have like photos of Elizabeth Warren in their Twitter bio. Mm-hmm. Uh, but one time, like a couple years ago, I tweeted. Uh, I used to live in Kensington, which is a very was a very Hasidic neighborhood, mm-hmm. and I tweeted whenever I see his- those Hasidic guys in their vans with the windows all up. I just assume they're blasting the static in between radio stations. <laughs> and then I like went to bed and I woke up the next day and I had like 50 fucking comments from below. They're like, oh my God, have you seen this? And they're like hitting like Hasidic groups. Like I just deleted it. I was like, oh this my can't God. be, this can't uh, be yeah. what gets me. I'm pro- I mean, I'm probably going to end up deleting this tweet eventually just because I don't want it to just be sitting there uh, yeah. as like, because I mean, it, it was like embedded in this article, so like my name already out there. Might come, you got it forever. Yeah, like, but I mean, it's not a screenshot though. It's just a link oh, on yeah. Twitter, so like, I I can still get rid of it. I think. And can uh, you change your login name so that it's like when it's embedded in the article, your name is like? Whoa, uh, that's, 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 I actually no, I did. Still- I did I did do that immediately. I changed okay. my name to just hater slash loser. <laughs> uh, and now I'm getting replies from people who are like, well, your name says it all. And it's like, wow, fuck, you got me. I walked right into that one. Yeah. I feel like the move, a fun move, like when, if people were coming at you in that same respect, is just to reply to every single one. Thanks for the follow. Yeah. And then be like, wait a minute. What? Wait, he thinks we're following? <laughs> so I, I try to reply. I try to reply to most of these uh, it, just because it's very fun and I like yeah. to see where I can go with it. But this was my favorite one. I got I got a reply to the original tweet from this guy who's named Irish Patriot 1776, who has a like a Pepe the Frog with a gun as his uh, fucking avatar. Uh but it's a it's a meme that is uh, Trump saying oxygen is really good for people. I recommend that people breathe it. And then liberals be like, and it's like a guy holding his nose and holding his breath saying, not today, Satan. <laughs> and then I just responded to it. Why would the president say this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then the guy said, it's a joke. You clearly lack a sense of humor. And I said, I know. I get that it's a joke. I'm just trying to understand the premise. So like he calls a press conference and says, oxygen is good. I think people should breathe it. And then, (laughs) and then Irish Patriot 1776 said, yes, the joke is that anything Trump does or supports liberals take as bad. So if he says oxygen, good liberals say oxygen, bad, pretty simple. Don't overthink it. And I said, yeah, I understand that part. (laughs) But I feel like if Donald Trump called a press conference <laughs> to recommend breathing oxygen, I wouldn't necessarily disagree with him, but I'd at least be like, what the fuck is this weird idiot doing? 
<laughs> and then Irish Patriot 1776 said, fair statement, LOL. And then I said, by the way, eat shit. And then podcast. Uh, that's fun. What a fun afternoon. This was mostly my evening, but yeah, it was, it was, uh, I mean, I, I really, I really like, um, just sort of taking each angry response as a writing exercise. <laughs> the last time I was really able to do this was with that Deval Patrick thing back in February where like, mm-hmm. it was just like so many people were coming at me, not understanding that I was joking. And this time I'm not joking. I'm, I'm, it's not even really a joke. It's just sort of an observation. But... Yeah. <clears throat> You're anyway, how's your day, Hasty? I'm fine. You know, I was out there campaigning for my president. And he's in the hospital. I got to do <laughs> the. You're trying to raise money for his medical yeah. bills. I'm going to start lifting, doing all the heavy lifting for him. Uh, I didn't do sh- uh, shit. I don't think I. Uh, we had to return a car. We had rented a car. We went to. Montauk yesterday, the tip of uh, Long Island. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, I ruled. It was very cool. It was, ni- it was the first time I've done anything since March. Uh, it, it ruled being among the 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 rich power brokers and elite. Uh, that part, is that is is oh, that, that ter- well? Montauk, just really... Montauk is like towny as fuck. That place yeah. is like that's like past the Hamptons. Yeah, uh, I've been out there once, and I, I went to I went to a bar that was like literally on a dock, and it was a really yeah. nice experience. Uh, we just went to the beach, took our dog, and walked up and down the beach, looked at the lighthouse, uh, and just had a great experience. But then on the way back, we did stop, and I think it's East Hampton or South Hampton or something. But it's one of those towns where like it it looks like Mayberry, but like every little like shack is a fucking like Saks Fifth Avenue or whatever. Uh, and everybody's rich. It's all everybody's a rich white person. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, every like as we were walking down the street, we just kept waiting for people to come up to us and be like, "Hey, who do you know here? Why are you guys here?" <laughs> uh, but it was no, nice. yeah. I mean, that like I I can't imagine what it's like during coronavirus when like a ton of New York City has evacuated to that part of yeah, the state. But like weird. And the Berkshires, they all went to the Berkshires and stuff. Just reading about like uh, there's that article a couple of weeks ago about how people in the Hamptons were having like parties that where you when someone was standing outside with 30 minute coronavirus tests and you had to like sit outside and then you could go in and like, you know, do eyes wide shut shit. That sounds fun as shit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, isn't that it, isn't that literally a, a, like an Edgar Allan Poe story? It is. Mask yeah. No, yeah. 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 It literally is Mask of the Red Death. Yeah. That's yeah. insanity. Uh, but yeah, so we had a car that we'd rented. And so today uh, that was about it. I got some toys. Ooh, I got there was a uh, I, I've been buying action figures. I shit on wrestler fans earlier. And then uh, my whole coronavirus thing is I've been bu- uh, buying action figures off eBay. Oh, you're getting you're getting into dolls. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, American, real girl dolls. What do, what do they call real, them? Not real girl. <laughs> real dolls? Yes, real girl dolls. Wait, real dolls? Did you just confuse yeah, yeah, yeah. the doll with American girl dolls? Yeah, of course <laughs> I'm not getting the American girl dolls. I'm getting That would be super fucked up if, like, after, because they do, like, retire the American girl dolls and they all have individual names. And if at the end, they after they retire them, it's just like, okay, now we're making the real doll model. Yeah. <laughs> Here's a pitch. Give me a real doll that I can fuck that looks like uh, uh, Peter Venkman from the Ghostbusters. Oh, no. Uh, I ordered some toys. This is like so 11-year-old Patrick just shoving his dick into a Stretch Armstrong. Yeah, just popping it up in there, seeing how it fits. Uh, <laughs> and it fits. Uh, I ordered some stuff, though, and uh, off eBay, and t- somebody like came into our... like I got the, the notification last night, like at 8 o'clock, that was like, 
hey, this was delivered, but it wasn't delivered. And I was like, oh, that's weird. And then today I was talking to the mail person about it. And at the same time, our super walked in with a box that was all shredded, like ripped open. And she's like, hey, this is for you. Uh, last night I caught some guy in the hallway uh, just slicing open boxes with a razor blade. And we're on the first floor. And she's like, what are you doing? And he's like, oh, I live here. Leave me alone. And she's like, you don't live here. I'm the super. And then he like pointed the knife at her, dropped my box with my Dash Rendar toy in it. Oh and ran out of the building, right? Uh, you're, you're buying Shadows of the Empire toys? Oh, all yeah. right. It's still in the bagged and boarded, baby. It's Ooh. still in the bubble pocket. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah, it was crazy. And so then I'm talking to her about it. And she's like, yeah, it was really scary. And then I was like, yeah. And I'm like. This is all over a toy, <laughs> a toy from a video game. Yeah. Uh, but so that that was it. And then so today hey, I got that. What's, what's my guy's deal? He's got like, uh, I'm looking him up here. He's got like a gun for an arm. Dash Rendar? No. Yeah. Oh. Dash is, uh, he's the main character of Shadows of the Empire. Yeah, yeah. He's like a, he's basically. Oh, no. Okay. He just has a big has a gun. Yeah, yeah. His hand, the, the, handle the, made it look like it was, it the, was his arm. The backstory for Dash Rendar is uh, there used to be this whole like universe of extended universe uh, Star Wars novels. And mm-hmm. someone wrote a book that took place between Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. Uh, but canonically during that period, Han Solo was frozen in carbonite and they needed. So basically what the author did was found a long long-lost friend of Han Solo who was from the exact same planet and was this familiar sounds, with the ship. <laughs> that sounds familiar to me. This uh, What was the name of the novel that this was? Shadows in? of the Empire. Yeah, okay, yeah. I, I read because I read a few of these when I was a kid. It was uh, Well, the Nintendo 64 game is what did it for me. I yeah, yeah. loved that game. But mm-hmm. so I, I bought this action. That first level, man, that Hoth level. Oh, so good. So good. Uh, so my whole thing with buying these action figures that I've been doing is I'm not like being a weirdo buying every action figure i'm only buying ones that either like i loved as a kid and i have like a connection to it or i'm buying ones that i always wanted and i always wanted this action figure so i bought it and i put it on my little shelf and i'm like all right <laughs> who fucking cares you know? here we go another thing to dust yeah no, and I, I it's think a video game, so i don't even it's like i never saw this guy's fucking face really so i don't even <laughs> like michelangelo toy looks like michelangelo you know what i mean but this yeah, just yeah. looks like a dude with brown hair did you get the did you get the companion prince Shizor uh action figure as well i did not but i'm thinking i'll put it on the list dude. yeah 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 yeah, yeah i got I think, the peter vankman today too i think that is like a sick thing about being an adult and having even like a little bit of disposable income oh, where it's yeah. like it's like, oh, I can just spend $60 on a video game and not really think about it. Like, that used to be something I saved for, like, right. months for. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, and then put yourself in the quarantine where you don't go anywhere. You don't spend any money. Right. We're not going on the road. We're not taking any losses. Oh, and my day I- job pays me enough that I just have money to buy. And it, yeah. it turns out uh, you can buy a lot of insane, stupid shit when you're not going to a bar and spending $90 yeah. at Cobra Club once a week. Yeah, oh, right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. When I'm not losing money to go tell jokes <laughs> to some dipshit in Memphis twice a year, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, I like I my so my one of my big ones was uh, vintage baseball T-shirts. I bought I'm wearing one of them right now. Yeah. The 1994 Florida Marlins T-shirt. I just like got real high one night, and I hadn't spent as much money as I thought I would that day. And I just made a bunch of eBay bids on vintage baseball T-shirts, uh, and now I have more than I know what to do with, and it's a real problem. But like, I love that. I think that's great because Cedric, you have the baseball hats. 
I have the hats. I used to collect like minor league uh, t-shirt jerseys. Uh, I kind of got away from it as I like stopped having the time to like follow minor league baseball and like which are the good prospects and stuff. Uh, Yeah. But, uh, you know, I still every I I still break out the the Chris Bryant or Javi Baez shirt every now and again. You know, I like just having things. uh, And this might just wholly be because stand up. I haven't I'm not doing these outdoor shows until like. Stand up is is just zapped out of my life, so I need something. Stand up is like collecting sets and collecting jokes, and you know, this collecting stage time. It's the same thing. Oh yeah, no, and, I mean, I, yeah. I, I I like I'm someone who like obsessively makes lists, and I think yeah. like, that is a very underrated thing about like what makes stand up appealing to me. Totally, totally. Uh, and so that's where as like I I was doing other little things as the months went on, but then once it was this, I was like, okay, well now I'm just trying to have this. What I bought this shelf. It's not huge. It's on the and it also it has hooks to hang hats because I have a lot of hats that I like. And uh, so it's like, OK, so I can fill this shelf with action figures. If I wanted one G.I. Joe, what G.I. Joe represents the my connection with G.I. Joe. And so that's been kind of fun. But I feel like I'm like a maybe two weeks away from being done with that <laughs> and not know it, not needing to buy anything else. Yeah. So then I'm going to fucking, I don't know, start baseball cards or something. Well, with, with shit like that, you're limited just by living you, in a New York City apartment. Like, yeah, I, yeah. you can't just have boxes of, and boxes of shit that you yeah. put somewhere because there's nowhere to put them. Patrick, yeah. have you considered getting into Magic the Gathering? <laughs> oh, buddy, man. I played it once and I had a fucking blast. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, uh, I'm, I'm not, see, I'm not even into the actual physical Magic the Gathering card game, although I did, I do still have a collection, uh, this company called decipher put out a star wars version of like magic oh. the gathering um if you ever I wanna... remember that game yeah, yeah that sounds fun i so the one from like this is old right yeah yeah this is like late I 90s this when i was like 10 or 11 yeah. i love this game i'm dying to still like if i met one other person who knew anything about it and what was interested i would love to start playing again and turns out that guy is the guy you do a podcast yeah. with how fun is that oh, yeah god i just but, uh, this is this is uh some old man shit but like i just uh i just started playing cribbage again i have a friend Ooh, yeah We've like met at like coffee shops and bars that played cribbage outside on the patio. Cribbage is great. That's, I mean, that's a great one because I used to play that with my grandfather when I was a kid. Like Ah. he he was the one who taught me. And I feel like that is a very typical experience of a game like that. But it's fun because like the rules are so elaborate. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. Like you have to teach, you have to teach so much. But like it's very satisfying with a game like that when where I I probably hadn't played it in like fifteen years before the yeah. pandemic started and I still remember all the rules. Sometimes I just need to do it by trial and error though, where we play a hand and I'm like, nope, that felt wrong. I'm uh, trying to get my uh, my family uh, to play something, maybe spades or pitch or canasta. Spades is similar good. to how we're playing. Uh, the way we play poker, I want to like play that with my mom and my sister, and my brother, because like when we go back for the holidays, that's what we do. We just play cards the whole time. Right. And it's, it's the way that we like it's our our interaction. That's how we interact. And so uh, online, it would be really fun. But I don't know if there's like a donk house for fucking pitch or whatever, you know, yeah. you can uh, you can, you can, you can 100 percent play spades online. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 that's what I want to figure out. And then, Yahoo. Yahoo right? Games has a spades that is that is 100 percent for it's web based. It's easy to play. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. If nothing else, like I'm sure there's I'm sure there's a nicer one and you can yeah. like Google and find it. But like I know for a fact that Yahoo Games had it. Maybe forever. that's the route then. Yeah. Or in like Risk is another one of those games yeah. that I would love to play with. You, like, oh, yeah. Which is another one that you can absolutely. Play yeah. Online. And it's so much that that is so much nicer to play online, too, because like it, you don't it, have to fucking move everything. Well, you don't have to move anything, which speeds up the game so much so it doesn't take like like i used to play i got really into for a while playing monopoly online because like when you play monopoly online you can be done in 45 minutes because you know it because the pace of it just goes so much faster um it's it's so much more fun of a game when we were in college we would play risk uh we called it bizarro risk where we took two boards and then put them like bottom to bottom so like south america connected to africa or whatever And then you got so like we divvied out one board and then we divvied out the other board and then we would just play and eventually you would cross boards and it took it was like week long games. We just leave it up on our table and play at night. Yeah, but it was insane. It was so fun. And so it was like such a big daunting thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, But like I I remember it like the way I remember like Hurricane Katrina, you know, like the other major things from that era is that risk game is one of them. You know? did, I, sure. did either of you guys ever get into this is like some serious geeky board game shit. But um, did you ever play uh, Pandemic Legacy? Uh, I think I'm doing that right now, buddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I played I played Pandemic. That's yep. a terrific board. Game. Pandemic is a, is a very good game on its own. But they they came out with a different version of it. Pandemic Legacy, where um, the like it. You have to handle like historical pandemic. No, no. The like the thing is that it's a game that like evolves. Like it's like it's sort of the uh, board game version of an MMO where you uh-huh. like every like three months they will put out a new thing that like complicates the game in some way and changes the way it works. And like it's you you're always playing one game with this group of people, I guess, and uh, you just it just keeps going. Um, and uh, I I never actually played it myself, but I knew some people that got really into it, and it was like it won all sorts of awards and stuff for like it was like board game of the year on like Board Game Geek for like three years in a row or something like that. Oh wow! And there, there's so many board games. Wait, board game of the year on Board Game Geek? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's look, you make fun. It is it, it is the center of the board game universe. It's all right, Pitchfork Media circa 2006. Of it's the not. Board it's game like universe. it's like the NME of. <laughs> Damn y'all. Uh, there's so many board games. Board games are kind of like wrestling, where it like a oh, yeah. whole generation of people and pay attention I, to them that I do. It was, there's, it, it, it really like, easy to hear that phrase in like a very old man's voice. It, 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 it's the board games yeah. are a little bit like wrestling. Like wrestling, you know? It exploded uh, at the same time that like I, I I feel like all of the people that got really into board games also started microbreweries. Like oh, I feel yeah, like I was yeah. I was making home beer. Yeah, yeah. That was my whole yeah, Oh no. yeah. I could totally see you making home oh, yeah. beer. <laughs> Before I did stand up, literally like the year before I did stand up, I made all the beer that we had at our wedding. I like kegged it all myself and everything. I feel wow, like you're you were yeah. looking for something. Yeah. And then I, I literally I did an open Wait. mic and never touched it again. I feel like if you had stayed in Iowa and not started and not moved to New York and started comedy, you would have moved to Minneapolis, started wearing a lot of flannel and become oh, yeah. just like a, a really good friend of mine. I knew. I wore so much flannel. It was probably before you guys were in the city. As I opposed to now when you live here and we hate you. <laughs> 
I, I had these three flannel shirts that I th- I made a point to throw away like in 2017 because if you went back and looked at every like photog- photograph of me doing stand-up, I am just wearing the same three fucking shirts and all of them. It's like a decade's worth of yeah. shows in the same shirt. I just look fatter and skinnier in them. <laughs> yeah. uh, and so I literally, I threw them away one day and I was like, those are fine shirts, but I need other things, you know? Hasty, were you, were you married before you started doing standup? Yeah. I got married, uh, like, like 10 months before I started. What, six oh, months wow. before I started. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. What was your, I, I, yeah. what was your wife's reaction when you said, told her you wanted to do standup? Because I, I think, have, I have a yeah. wife's reaction for when I was told. <laughs> Go for it. Uh, I think she, my wife is, first off, my wife's a landscape architect, which is like a, it's, it's great. It's a very lucrative job. She's, and she's like one of the best. She's one of the, she's great at it, but it's also very artistic based. Mm -hmm. And so, um, she understood like when I was in college, I, I stopped going to college because I was failing out and I sucked so that she could finish. And then after she graduated, I was like, well, I'm going to go back and finish and get my degree. I was like, whatever, two years away from a degree. Uh, and then she graduated and we moved to Des Moines, which was like a bigger city than our college town. Mm-hmm. And right, like literally around the same time I was supposed to like enroll back in school, I saw a flyer for an open mic. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hey, what if I was like, what if I tried stand up? And she's like, oh, yeah, 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 that sounds fun. Because before that, the only thing I ever did was write songs that I would never play out and write movies that I would never <laughs> show anybody. Yeah, yeah. So she's like, at least if you're doing stand up, you're going to a place you're actually doing it. You're doing the thing, yeah. Yeah, and I and I mean, luckily, unlike uh, it sounds like Cedric's story over here, I had the support there that I I'm sure she regrets the fuck out of it now. You know, my, like it all fell apart. But, yeah, my my ex wife when I mentioned this was two it, this was two years before I started comedy because I didn't start until after I was divorced. Uh, I mentioned that I was thinking about doing an open mic, and my wife said, "You're not that funny, and I really don't want to see you get embarrassed." <laughs> Shit, damn. Ooh. Maybe it's like that Seinfeld thing where it's like if I tell you not to do it and you do it, it was you're not that. It. it was not that at all. Uh it was and it was a thing that I brought yeah, up like you, I, it was a thing that yeah, I do you think it was do you think it was reverse psychology? But <laughs> it was like I barely like you. Yeah, right? yeah. It was and it was a thing that I brought up like four times over the course of like the process of getting divorced where I was just like this is like the meanest thing anyone's ever done to me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, That's so yeah. I uh yeah, I don't know. I it was weird cuz we got was, married and then That hurt my I, feelings so much more than the divorce did. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean that's yeah. like that is an awful thing to say. it's funny though what if it was all like reverse psychology and then when she found out you started doing stand-up she was like yeah good <laughs> you love something well, set it free. so uh i know that's not the case because there's a similar thing uh when the cubs won the world series i was just like i was like what a, a couple of weeks later i was just like sometimes i'll like check out i would like look at her twitter and stuff just be like okay are you doing all right i just want to make sure you're not dying yeah, yeah, or whatever yeah. And um, she need to do that middle of the night. Make sure, <laughs> make sure they're not dying. Yeah, yeah. Like your last tweet is, "I'm dying." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh fuck! Yeah, um, this is what I'm checking for. Uh, well, uh, this is, uh, like six months after we split up, I found out her brother like died of cancer, and I found that out by oh like, yeah, yeah, I found that out just by like looking at her Instagram, and I was just, I had to process that by myself. Jesus uh, Christ. But yeah. anyway, yeah, yeah. anyway, the Cubs won the World Series, and then like a week later, I was just checking out her Twitter, and she had a tweet that was just like, you know, 
I want to be happy about the Cubs, but I just fucking can't. Never love. I, I never want anything good to that happen to that team ever. <laughs> That's great. I had a reverse situation. I, I really, I really hope it's been a fucking decade. I hope she's really not hanging on to some kind of fury at me. <laughs> Oh, uh, like I, I have, uh, I actively root against all Indiana sports teams <laughs> just because an ex of mine from years ago got married to a guy <laughs> from Indiana, and it's like there are no specific hard feelings yeah. there. I just developed a habit in the meantime, and I'm not letting go. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. I my my last ex girlfriend. It was like my my last serious relationship before I met my wife. Sure. Uh, the one that got away. All- What's that? The one that got away. Uh, I, I, she <laughs> got away. Uh, she uh, she was a so we are we have no relationship. We did not keep in touch. Uh, I don't think either of us liked each other even while we were still dating. Uh, but uh, I had a weird realization the other day because I'm a huge Kansas City Chiefs fan, and so was she. Like not because of our relationship. She just like our, was before we started dating. She and like so, cultural appropriate. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Uh, we call the Kansas big, big Andy Reid fan. <laughs> yeah, but uh, we I had a weird realization the other day where I was like, "Oh, I bet she was also stoked that they won the Super Bowl." And then I was kind of like mad, you know. <laughs> I was like, oh, "That fucking sucks." I didn't want nice things to happen for her. Oh, yeah, no, this like uh, so uh, we've talked about this. This also came up in the Ben Katzner episode, but I'm a member. Ben Katzner, we have a lot of crossover. We have the same hat. there's there's a an official minnesota twins fans facebook group which i have been a member of for a long time but never engaged with until this season when like they all like took a knee on opening day for george floyd and all these people were like shut up and throw the damn ball and it's like oh no no matter what team you're a fan of if your team wins you know that has to be making a lot of fucking assholes happen. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, that's like when the Chiefs, the NFL season started, they had let fans in the stadium, like a small amount of fans, and yeah. they booed them yeah. at the beginning. It's like a show of unity. I, yeah, yeah. And it's just so embarrassing, so stupid. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't think, I don't want good things to happen to anybody I ever dated prior to my wife. You know? Oh, I don't care. Like my my ex just got remarried in like December, and I was just like, I literally I saw that, and I literally was just like, oh, good for you. You know, sure. it was like, <laughs> I guess I was younger because like my last relationship ended when I was like whatever twenty one. Uh, yeah, yeah, sure. You know, so, like I like I feel like it's more of like a like I'm mad at my people, girls I dated in high school who were mean to me. You know, I still have like pop punk anger at like exes and stuff. Sure, yeah, yeah. When you're an adult and you go through a breakup, I bet it feels different. There's a there's a pup song uh, on their last oh, album yeah. called "See You at Your Funeral." Mm-hmm. That is like I I think it's the best song about like not wanting to run into your exes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Like I would rather all of us die than like I think smash any of it's this. Like, shit. It's like that and no children by the mountain goats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. no children is very much was like the song I, of my divorce, where I was just like, I, I'm driving at 70 miles an hour, just going like screaming this John Darnell lyrics. Yeah. I, my wife and I danced to that at our wedding because we thought it was funny, <laughs> and I just remember my aunt being like, "What the hell is this song?" I I saw so last year, like uh, like roughly a year ago, I saw it, uh, the mountain goats played a free show 
show in East River Park in Manhattan. Oh, nice. my wife and, helped design that park, by the way. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, she did an okay job. I mean, it's, <laughs> she did, she did job. it's I, I didn't know. Uh, I don't know was, what your degree is in. She was, uh, she was really could have used uh, a little less river, a little more parkway. Am I right? Well, okay. the, the issue with a lot of these things is like they're really kneecapped by Robert Moses and yeah, the yeah, way yeah. that he affected. That yeah. Got the book right there. Oh yeah, yeah, I got mine's over there. Uh, but yeah, and she uh, just worked on like a small part of it. But I know the part she worked on kicked ass because I think it won an award of some sort. Oh, that's cool! Yeah, she wins, she wins awards a lot and like uh, gets an article. <laughs> it's crazy. Um, but I saw I saw them uh, play and like they mostly did like stuff from uh, the like in league with dragons was the album that had just come out, so it was mostly newer stuff. But then for the encore, he played uh, Broom People and closed with No Children. Mm -hmm. And in like the stage banter before No Children, he's like, I'm constantly getting emails from people who played this song at their wedding. (laughs) I really would like them to stop doing (laughs) it. I ain't emailed about it, but now I know I'm not gonna. Oh, I don't. I, I don't uh, know. There is if I don't. I don't know that there is like a nicer seeming artist who is more publicly distasteful of his fan base than John yeah, Darnell. Yeah, yeah. It is very like it's so much because uh, people love that Cubs and Five song that he wrote and uh, and are constantly like yelling at him to like uh, oh I play Cubs and Five and he just like I hate every one of you forever yeah, yeah. like you're bad yeah. people. Uh, I, I really like the singer Sean Mullins a lot, which is a surprise for a lot of people. Okay. Uh, but he's got a song called Lullaby that was like a huge hit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Rockabye, yeah. And I saw him in concert once and he was like... You didn't uh, have to tell me that Sean Mullins did I Lullaby. Know, I knew, heard. all right? I, I, I remember that song, I but I did have to look him up. Uh, he actually, uh, he went to high school with Shalewa. Like he was like a much oh, older good. than her. Like right. they knew each other, had like friends in common. Uh, and I think he's great. He's one of those Delay people that are very funny comedian. Oh, yeah, yeah, wonderful comedian. Uh, but uh, he's one of those people. I love all of his albums. I love all his music. And then he just accidentally had like a number one song once. But uh, he, I saw him at concert, and he's like, uh, "Well, this next one, everybody knows it. Uh, I play it all the time." And you know, like you have stage banter. You know, you hear, you see bands. They probably say the same thing a lot. And I literally think this was the first time he said it. He like looked over at like the bass player or whatever, and he's like. Wouldn't it be fucking crazy if I didn't play this song? <laughs> He's like, these people would murder me. <laughs> and it felt so organic and real that I'm yeah. like, I bet that's the first time he said that. Uh, oh, I crushed, brought the yeah, house down. There was, uh, uh, for like the three years after uh, the album came out, uh, apparently Modest Mouse would open every show by playing Float On and be like, okay, you've heard it. Now get the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's fun. Oh, uh, Isaac Brock is like notoriously one of the biggest assholes in indie music. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. I mean, I saw uh, I saw MGMT at Bonnaroo, uh, and they didn't like in like 2006, like right when Kids became a big hit or whatever. Yeah. And they played all new stuff for their set, and it fucking sucked. Yeah. They were taking like, this new prog rock direction that was terrible. And then they did the encore, which was just the three songs that people have heard <laughs> by them. Yeah. I saw I saw counting uh, counting crows once. Uh, I saw it was one of those like base where they do tours of like a bunch of bands. Uh, bands will do tours of like minor league baseball parks, mm-hmm. and it was in Des Moines. And it was Third Eye Blind. Who, even though I I, I know that guy's just a real asshole, the lead singer. I really like Third Eye Blind still. 
Uh, I like their music or whatever, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't stand their merch or whatever, <laughs> but, I, but I saw Third Eye Blind, Collective Soul, and then Counting Crows. And in my head, I'm like, I know Third Eye Blind will be great. Don't care much for Collective Soul. Counting Crows is going to be rad, right? Yeah. And I go to the show, Third Eye Blind, great. Collective Soul blew my damn doors off. I didn't know I knew every song they ever recorded. Oh, yeah. And Counting Crows were like that, did that Dylan thing where like they'll play and you'll hear them play for like two minutes and you're like, Oh wait a minute! This is Mr. Jones. What? Like what? Yeah. Like they just add so much arrangements. Uh, and then they they played like three songs at the top that were like you know Mr. Jones whatever. And then they're like, okay, we're gonna play our new album. It's coming out this fall. And then they played their new album top to bottom, and they were done. But then that album didn't come out for like three years. <laughs> like, I don't know what happened, but like my wife and I just kept being like, wasn't there supposed to be a Counting Crows album? <laughs> It was so weird. I, uh, I the one time I went to go see a baseball Listen, you game. See, you go see. You go see Eric Carmen. He'll Thank play you. the hits. <laughs> he will. What was the, uh, well, shut up and play the hits. I the I uh, the one time I went to a, a Pittsburgh Pirates game in Pittsburgh. Uh, Blues Traveler was playing afterward. Oh, yeah. Uh, and but they they did not. So we we saw a full. Pittsburgh Pirates game, and then they they played. They did fireworks, and then Blues Traveler came out. Played for an hour. They did not play either the hook or run around. Damn, <laughs> <laughs> you guys got hooked and run around. Hell yeah! No, yeah, I appreciate that shit where they're like, "We're gonna force them to enjoy this," but it's like they won't. <laughs> they yeah, will yeah. Not. Oh my gosh. They would. They might wait and look at you patiently, waiting for you to play <laughs> the thing. Like, he he just he came out with a fucking hunting vest uh, full Wait, of harmonicas. Oh, holy shit! Uh, I I was thinking it was you for a second, Hasty, but it was Andrew Durso the other day uh, sent me a message that just said, "I figured out the song that they were that the Hold Steady came on to last year when we saw them." Oh, what was it? It was the Lido Shuffle by Boz Skaggs. And I was oh, like, oh, I didn't know that. Do we have a conversation? Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I love that he's been kicking. What the fuck is that yeah, song? Yeah. And he finally found it. Uh, uh, but it is a really good song. Yeah. That is uh, that is one of the most Durso things I've ever heard in my entire it is, life. It, is, it was awesome. I love Great, that I love guy. Hmm. I like when you find out, like in moments like that, where somebody's like, that you get those messages and you're like, oh yeah, I I didn't even remember that existed. And you yeah been, right yeah. I, did we talk about that? I drank <laughs> yeah. so many beers at that show. Yeah yeah yeah. I spent like eighty dollars on beer at that Hold Steady show. I I, yeah. that I had a that time. That was my last concert. I think I think that was the last concert I went to. Mine was Ween on Valentine's Day. Oh. For lovers, I love it. I think uh, I think mine was in the park seeing Ted Leo open for uh, what's it? Um, oh, um, oh shit! In Prospect Park? Yeah, Last yeah, yeah, summer? yeah. Lizzo, what's her name? Lizzo? Liz no, Fair. Liz Fair. That was it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, very. I mean, I feel for the same audience. It's funny that I wasn't there and I knew it. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just don't. I, walked, I just don't care about Liz Fair at all. I was the I was the only guy at that show being like Ted Leo. Yeah, <laughs> I can't. I find it very hard to believe that you were the only guy. Uh, like, I just imagine that a lot of them were there with their girlfriend who wouldn't let them say anything. Uh, I, I I like Ted Leo. The I, I when I lived in Des Moines, I got one of his albums and I listened to it to death and I liked it a lot. 
but I never went all in. Mm. And then I met you and you liked them. And then so I was like, I'll give them a try. And I did something weird with my brain where now anytime I listen to Ted Leo, I just picture you and think about you. Hell yeah. All right. Or, or like, I'm like, oh, I wonder what Citrix is up to. Oh, that's because I'm listening to Ted yeah, yeah. Leo. Honestly, I don't, I don't know what Ted Leo looks like. If I tried to picture him, I would just picture Citrix. Yeah, he, he looks similar. <laughs> That's not, all weird, dude. I mean, he he's a Peter little Citric and Amy uh, Grant hanging out. Wait, no, not Amy, Amy Man. Grant. Amy, yeah, Amy yeah. Man hanging. He's out. a little ganglier than me, uh, and uh, just I don't know, a little more uh, punk vibes. Uh, but uh, no, there is a thing where like every album he's ever put out, I did not like at first, and then like, but for some reason, I just kept going back to it, and then like after like. Six to eight listens, all of a sudden it clicked, and I just couldn't stop listening to it. Uh, That's what happened with me with Jeff Rosen stuff. Sure, yeah, yeah. I'm, I had I'm still friend, trying to make that happen. Like, dude, I, Jeff I, Rosen songs. I, I fucking love him, man. That, that second, this new it, album is great, but the one, it, the last one from like 2016 or whatever. Yeah, post. I yeah, I like literally listened to it three or four times. Didn't give a shit. And, you know, I was like, this is fine, whatever. But then, like, as the, that is now my favorite album that came out that year. I my fucking theory, love it. My theory about that is that the first track is the most impenetrable one on the entire album. Okay. And it is a good song. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, like, if it opened with something like 9 out of 10. Anyway, we got to fucking wrap this thing up. We are so That's into the week this goddamn thing. <laughs> uh, this has been, I feel like this is great. Mean? I I've really enjoyed this. I think, like, I, I really like the vibe of David Hates David After Dark. <laughs> yeah, okay. I had, a, I had a good time. I kept I think it. I I think it's just the fact that Patrick's here and we're all we good friends and can riff. Yeah. But well, also here's my thing: is I po- when I podcast, I sit in this seat, and then when, for our show, and then also when I work, I sit in the seat. So I'm very comfortable in this position <laughs> on a microphone on a camera. Uh, and then also since we play poker, my thing was is I just had to constantly remember, like, oh yeah, that thing you want to say, you can't say because this is going to be broadcast. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Oh no, a hundred people might hear this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but, uh, uh, Patrick, this, this, this week, what are we hating? We're hating to leave you, uh, at the oh, end of this episode. Oh, that's a good, that's a good point. We forgot to do the hate segment. Mine is real quick. It's the Minnesota twins. They've lost 18 playoff games in a row. It's a record that will never be matched. And I hate them because I love them. Great yeah. season guys. I'll see you next year. Wishing for the best. What about you, Citrix? Do you have one that you can get in and out? I hate the uh, t- well. Keep it on baseball. I hate the 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 fact that they played a three game playoff series and the Cubs were swept because they lost two games. Fuck that. But also, I hate the Cubs ownership, so it's fine. Sure. Uh, can I do one quick? Yeah. Yeah. Go for it. I'm hating fantasy football because I didn't do it for like four years and then I jumped back in and my team's 0-4 and everything sucks. And, and you've got all Titans players? Oh, it's just the worst. Yeah, literally I had the Steelers defense. It's terrible. <laughs> I have all these players that ESPN's like, oh, this guy's going to get you 16 points this week and he gets me four points and they're like, yeah, who gives a shit? It'll give you 16 next week. <laughs> yes, yeah, always uh, those oh, fuck fantasy football. That's my Hayden. Anyway, uh, Patrick, what do you have to plug? Uh, you can if you uh, you can listen to me on the the Nostalgic Front podcast. It's a uh, the Nostalgic Front on like uh, iTunes, Spotify, all that kind of stuff. It's a fun show. Me and my dumb friend Reem talk to comedians, and uh, every Monday we have a guest and we talk about the best parts of growing up. Every Thursday we do a specific episode about something like uh, we've done Magic the Gathering, 
where I played Magic there, the Gathering on the air, which is weird because it's audio based. There have been uh, there have been multiple episodes where we've gone on some weird tangent about a thing we half remember, and I've, the mm-hmm. the riff at the end has been like, "Welcome to the nostalgic front with Patrick." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, we now call ourselves the new Nostalgic Front because we thought it was funny to pretend like yeah. we've revamped. Sure. Uh, and then, of course, for the holiday like season, Panther Party. <laughs> <laughs> for the holiday season, we are the Boo Gostalgic Fright Podcast. Oh, great! Uh, yeah, uh, but yeah, the Nostalgic Front Podcast. But I just go to follow Patrick Hasty on Twitter, P A T R I C K H S T I E. Uh, and go to patrickhasty.com to see all my upcoming stand-up dates. Did you, <laughs> did you put a G in there? Uh, some, yeah, yeah, you got to figure out where, though. Uh, I, I'm David Friday. You can follow me on uh, Twitter at TwitterTVICTE. There it is. There it is. Uh, I almost misspelled my last name. Um, and, I mean, that, that's basically it. I hope everyone is having an appropriately spooky beginning to October. And yeah. I wish uh, nothing but the best for Donald Trump. Who, even though it would be really funny if he died. <laughs> uh, now, and where can the listeners find you, uh, Sit Trick or Treat? I'm, uh, I'm. This is, God damn! This is oh. this is David Joker Citric. Uh, <laughs> Joking your way to the top. Who, He's an agent of chaos. I'm an agent of chaos. Joker's Sit Trick. Um, there it is. But uh, yes, follow me. <laughs> At David Citric, S-I-T-R-I-C-K. Uh, email us. Oh, I didn't even check our email. No, I would have gotten it if we had gotten an email. We didn't. No, buddy, don't burn that nobody gives a shit. Be like, ah, I couldn't get to the emails. No, I mean, this is me like shaming our listeners into sending a goddamn email. Uh, um, yeah. Uh, but uh, anyway, I, for one, uh, do not wish Donald Trump well. And I don't understand why my good friend David is uh, take, being a lib about this. But anyway. For the listeners out there, uh, Donald Trump is obviously the funniest person who could die of the coronavirus. Who would be the second funniest? Hit us up, David David at gmail.com. I mean, I think it would be funnier if Hillary Clinton did. But anyway. Um, <laughs> sure. He I think does this at the end. That's fun. I like opening up the most interesting thing. He always seconds before we close. He always says that specifically about Hillary Clinton at the end <laughs> of this true. podcast. Oh, yep. It's really weird. Um, don't die of the coronavirus, everyone. Uh, unless yeah, you're wash your hands. Okay. Bye bye. <laughs>